Hi there. Welcome to another episode of OnlineVisas.com, The Immigration Show. I'm your host, Dave Kelso, here with CEO of OnlineVisas.com, Mr. John Veely. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm, you know, we've talked a lot about individual visas, how somebody can come to you and get their American dream started. Right, right? Mm -hmm. but we've also talked a lot about how difficult businesses are are having in the immigration field these days. Mm -hmm. You said earlier that your field has changed; their field hasn't changed. So, making right. it very difficult for businesses to navigate immigration waters. Right. So, I thought maybe we'd sit down and talk today about business plans for immigration. Well, I think the better way to say it is: How do businesses do immigration, and what is their policies for it, and how do they address it? Is there a standard? Do a lot of businesses do it the same way, or does it depend on the business? Well, let's put it this way. So for every visa petition, there is a petitioner and a beneficiary. Mm -hmm. and if it's a work-related uh, visa, so any of the non-immigrant working visas like an H-1B, H P's, L's, we've talked about, um, or the employment-based green cards, the mm -hmm. DB1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, um, in most cases, that's going to require a petitioner being a company. Mm -hmm. I say most cases because there's agent-based petitions for some of the O's and P's, and then there's a EB-1, you can be a self-petitioner as an individual, but you still need a company uh, to, to work with. But um, yes, companies uh, will look at immigration from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Employees will look at immigration from their perspective. We have a wide assortment of both corporate clients and, and individuals, and in either case, we then represent the other also. Oh, okay. Does that makes sense, right? So yes. if a company comes to us and says, we want to get an H-1B for somebody, then we have to work with that individual person and we present the case for both the mm -hmm. employer and the employee. And if the employee comes to us and say, I want to get an H-1B, then we have to then work with the employer to petition for them, right? right. So looking at strategies is really important right now. Uh, a lot of the visas almost across the board have become more difficult. Mm -hmm. And so what do companies do about that? So we found a really interesting element of our practice has been in the last uh, really two years is to help companies analyze the strategy and the processes they use when they're going to hire somebody from another country. Mm -hmm. And so um, that, it, go ahead. It, forgive me for interrupting, but it doesn't seem like T to me, if I was thinking I need to hire three people to fill in this, there wouldn't be a lot of strategy there. I would just sort of, I need to fill out the paperwork, get the people, and move forward. But it's not that simple, is it? No, not anymore. And and look, in some instances with the H-1B, um, there is a numeric cap. It, it starts on the first day of the fiscal year, that's October 1st, mm -hmm. and then uh, immigration regulations let you apply for that for any visas six months prior. So April 1st becomes this date. And the regulations say the, the visa application period needs to stay open at least five days. Mm -hmm. So there's 65,000 regular cap visas available, another 20,000 for advanced degree professionals from US, comp uh, US universities. That's 85,000 total. Um, all 85 of those will fill up for the f fiscal year that starts six months later mm -hmm. in those first five days in April. Oh, I'm sure it will. And then have to go through a lottery. So how do you deal with that issue? How do you deal with saying I want to hire somebody at least six months from now? And what do I do if I don't get that visa? So there's strategies on what other visas are there available if mm -hmm. the H-1B isn't. The H-3 for training programs. Mm -hmm. uh, J-1 can be for trainees or interns. Um, the TN for it can be for Canadians or Mexicans. That's a treaty NAFTA visa. Mm -hmm. um, there are some exceptions to the H-1B cap. The H-1B1 for uh, the, the, the Singapore and Chile. 
the uh, E3 for Australians mm -hmm. uh, and maybe the Irish. Uh, they, uh, they've almost brought them in. We'll see what happens. Um, there can be other visas such as an E2 if someone wants to own a company or be an essential employee sure. of a company that has foreign ownership that uh, it's there in the L1 uh, as an option as well. So all those are different different visas. The uh, We were meeting with a company yesterday uh, regarding their, their uh, H1Bs and their, their uh, um, their EB3 and EB2 mm -hmm. uh, perm related green cards. And uh, in having this discussion, they said, well, we have offices in um, Italy and uh, in France. And so we said, have you ever used the L1 visa? And they said, no. So, well, that's a, a great way to be able to have somebody work for you for a year mm -hmm. um, and then move them over, even in a managerial or a specialized way. Right. So all of these different things can be an assortment. So uh, a lot of times we'll do like a PowerPoint presentation, go to sure. a client's facility, sit down and talk to them about how are these uh, different visa options and how to think of it from an HR's perspective, HR manager's perspective. Right. Or a, uh, uh, an area uh, uh, manager, right? Mm -hmm. So you may be a head of the R&D department and you're not the HR person, but how do you hire people there? Um, there's other issues, um, how to bring in students under optional practical training or curricular OBT. practical training. And how do you do that right? Um, right? A lot of them have gotten in trouble lately and had their H-1Bs denied because they weren't in status because their OPT was done incorrectly or their CPT was done incorrectly. Because um, if you make a mistake along that path anywhere, they can come back and deny you later. Absolutely. Is that, is that, is that, and determine that you'd been out of status for a long time and then they're immediately deportable. And um, it's a nightmare. Uh, we've we've seen a couple of cases, not ones that we did, but people coming to us later uh, that had you know worked on OPT, gotten an excellent job, got through the lottery, were about to get their H-1B approved, but for having worked improperly under their out OPT, of status. and that put them out of status for such a long period that uh, that they had to be deported. This sounds like a really good reason to get with a professional about yes, this. Yes. My idea of just filling out the paperwork and getting what you yeah. need is clearly too simplified. To sit down with somebody who can right. speak your language, speak the immigration language. If I wanted to, if, if, let's say I was the owner of a small company and wanted to hire some people and needed to get with that, how do I, how do I start a, a business immigration plan? Right. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, so, look, onlinevisas.com, very popular website right mm -hmm. now, has all sorts of information about the various visas. You can check out videos that we've done. We can check out these, sure. uh, you know, videos that we do on, on these types of things on online visas. We have over a thousand people a day coming out. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of questions. You go out there, check that out. You can set up a strategy session. We do free strategy. For our corporate clients, we owe every discussion is free. Um, we charge by the visa, and uh, we, we can help in... Uh, building out that strategy, we can analyze their documents. A lot of times, uh, the, the, what immigration has kind of done in the last couple of years as they've honed down and made this more difficult is they're looking at the evidence. And um, some immigration attorneys just take whatever evidence is given to them and put sure. it in and hope for the best. What we do is we will go through a very holistic approach. We'll look at all the documents, your offer letters, your contracts, your business plans, everything you do um, to see is there something in there that's gonna be a gotcha 
for immigration. Right. Are they going to dig up something that says, this is inconsistent with what your lawyer letter says, right? We also write a, a brief. It's about a 25 to 30 page brief where mm-hmm. we identify issues. That doesn't sound very brief. It sounds like a long. <laughs> a long, right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we've uh, we've templated. So, uh, we you know, if we're doing a corporate client, we're going to still say the same story about the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, gonna, we're going to, uh, you know, identify things about the company and why it's good. So, for example, a, a startup in Silicon Valley uh, may have just a, a a small number of employees may not even be profitable yet, mm-hmm. right? It's burning, but there's a lot of good press about them out there. They've won some awards, they've turned some heads, they have some buzz. You know, we'll we'll add that in there. Sure. Um, you know, we can in a case where we may have a company that's doing in-house projects for H1Bs. Um, we'll use some techniques that immigration likes on the L. We'll take photographs of the facility. Right. Well, uh, here's real people working at this place. It's not a. Uh, it's not the sweatshop that you want to think it is. USCIS. Here's here's a great organization that does does it the right way. We look at again all the documents and we'll either say, hey, suggest some language for immigration, mm-hmm. such as right to control, uh, which is if you have a, a, a person at a third party, how do you do that? So that you can cite to that evidence. And evidence are, is, um, as, as immigration looks at it, it's evidence if it's a day-to-day organizational document. Mm-hmm. It's not evidence for a letter that says what you're going to do. Right, so um, the letter that says what you're going to do, whether it's an employment letter to immigration or an expert letter to immigration, it needs to look at the actual evidence and then say, right. here's how I interpret that for this particular deal, instead of just saying, here's what we're going to do. Um, that is one of the toughest and hardest lessons learned. And so those are the things. So what we do for our corporate clients is we talk through a case and we look at their resume, say this person's will work or won't work or what they need to do to work before we get into it. And then we then we charge. Strategery. Strategery. Yep. Get a copy of this book, H-1B Visas, Applications, and Approval from John. It's a best-selling book. John's got experience with this. John's been doing this for... 26 years. 26 years. The strategery and the strategy sessions and the plan that you need begins with onlinevisas.com. How do I get a hold of you otherwise to begin a free strategy session for my company? Drop us an email at information at vlelaw.com. Mm-hmm. Like the word information at vias and victor, E-L-I-E-L-A-W.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, or call us 405-310-4333. Somebody will set you up with a an appointment time, and we'll get on the phone and and talk about your situation. And in a, a number of circumstances, we can come to your company, sit down, look at how you do what you do, um, and go from there. And get it worked out. Be sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching us there. Follow us on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn as well. That's John Veely, CEO of OnlineVisas.com. I'm your host, Dave Kelso. Thanks for watching OnlineVisas.com, The Immigration Show.